<laughs> Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I created this podcast because I wanted to share valuable content with you that you could listen to anytime, anyplace, and anywhere. So it's been a while since the last episode because I was forced to take a hiatus from pretty much everything over the past few weeks because I had a horrible, horrible sinus infection. And you guys, like, you have to understand, like, I didn't even want to talk about it because I don't know about you, but when I get sick, I take it personally. Like, I feel like a failure when I get sick. Like, I just, I hate it. It's like my immune system failed. I've failed. Like, it just, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I'm in compl- I was in complete denial. I was like, let me just pretend nothing's happening. Let me just hide and just just ignore everything. So um, if you reached out to me and were asking me like, where's the podcast and everything? I didn't tell y'all that I was sick. (laughs) I didn't tell anybody. I was like, like, yeah, I'm taking a hiatus, you know, like for no reason, just because I feel like it. It's like, no, actually, like I'm taking a hiatus because I really like my voice was not up to snuff. Like every time I was trying to talk and record, I kept like having to clear my throat. I was coughing. It was just, it was just a mess. Like anybody who's had a sinus infection or like sinus issues knows when you've got sinus problems, like the more you talk, you don't realize it, but the worse you end up sounding as as you're speaking. So it was just like really, 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 really annoying. And I was really embarrassed. And I'm still like mortified about it. Like, but I had to tell you guys because I mean, I didn't want to take a break. I love you guys. And I love doing this podcast. Um, but anyway, what happened was I went to Vegas at the start of the month. So this is a tip for anybody who has like sinus infections, like, or is just sinus issues. Maybe this will be helpful. Maybe you guys like already know about this, but as I was saying, I went to Vegas around like the start of the month and I had a really good time, but it was all cut short because of my sinus infection. Like I disinfected the entire hotel room, but I guess that's not enough. Like I disinfected my like plane seat, like everything. Like I got all the buttons with the wet wipes and everything, all the buttons, the air vents, like all of that. I got to the hotel, like I had rubbing alcohol. I was cleaning literally everything that I can think that I could think of. And yet I still ended up getting sick. Now here's what happened. Here's the thing that I had no idea about. When you're in a really, really dry environment, like the middle of the fucking desert when you're in Vegas, um, what happens is your sinuses need to be really hydrated because if they're not, then you can end up getting cracks. And then through the cracks, you end up getting like the bacteria, germs, things like that can get in and then you can have some real trouble, some real issues. So that's what happened to me. It was not fun. I like it takes me forever. Like when I have like a sinus infection or like anything, like it takes me forever because again, I have like real sinus issues, like really, really bad. So basically I'm buying stock in saline spray or something because I am like now a huge fan of it um, and I will never travel anywhere without it. But yeah, so I'm sorry if I sound even a little bit off, like my voice isn't quite 100% or whatever in this in this episode, like I still don't feel like 100%, but this this is like the best that I've sounded in weeks. So I'm like, I'm fucking recording. So I've just got a lot going on. I've been spending a lot of time filming like new content and things, um, like whatever I could without having a voice pretty much. But now I'm doing like voiceovers and piecing things together. And I'm just like, I'm getting someone to help me edit them. And I'm just, you know, kind of like, I feel like I'm in a little bit 
kind of like a lot of like a real rebirth stage of my life. Like I felt that way for a very long time. And um, like right now I'm feeling really good mentally, emotionally, like everything is blossoming. Things are going really well. But I was just really thrown off by my dance sinuses. So um, if you guys have any other advice on how I can keep my sinuses in tip top condition and take care of my voice, <laughs> since I'm a podcaster, I need to have like my voice in good condition. Please let me know. Please let me know because if I've got to get another nose job, like, I don't know, I'm going to turn into Michael Jackson. So yeah, this year has been really, 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 really bad for my sinuses. <sighs> anyway, let's get into this week's episode. <laughs> I'm going to read you guys the very first chapter of my book, Rewrite Your Life, which has gotten a little bit of a facelift since I first uh, I first released it. I think it was like April, May. Um, and I purposely was like really quiet about it because I wanted to get your guys's feedback and, you know, like tweak some things, change some things. Apparently I had quite a few typos the last time. I'm really sorry because <laughs> I was noticing them and I was like, maybe I should have had somebody like proofread this, but you know, maybe for the next one. But, um, yeah, I wanted your guys's feedback. You guys were really wonderful. And, um, I just basically gave it a little bit of a facelift. I tweaked a lot of it. And um, if you've already ordered it from the first go-, go around, don't worry, you don't need to repurchase or anything. Just check your email, especially your spam folder, because it's ended up there for a number of people. Um, but you should have received the updated version. If not, if you can't find it anywhere, email me or DM me and let me know the email that you used when you when you paid for it originally. And I'll go ahead and check all of that and make sure that you get your updated copy. So this is my very first ebook. Okay, I kind of, it's more like a guide. I don't want to call it a book. You know, it's more of like a guide um, and just like a little bit of what's been working for me, what was working for me as far as um, kind of recreating my life, like the mindset and things like that, that I had to kind of adopt. And I'm still adopting as I go because unlearning takes some time. Okay, like I've made huge strides, but there's always still more work to do. But um yeah, it's just something that's been really helpful for me. And I hope that it'll be really helpful for you. It's not really like a lot of the things that most people who are like, let's say somewhat similar in like a similar category to me, like really talk about. Um, It's not fluffy. It's not like, you know, sunshine and rainbows so much. I, it's, I'm a little bit tough love. Okay, I'm a little bit tough love. But like, sometimes I think that's what that's what we need. You know what I mean? At least that's how that's how I operate. Like I need a little bit of tough love, not too tough, just tough enough to like give me that good kick in the ass because otherwise I'll just I'll just procrastinate forever and just drag my feet and complain and, you know, try to take the easy way out. So, um, yeah, this is my very first ebook and I was really nervous. I'm still really nervous and shy about it. And, you know, I'm trying to get out of my own way about it because it's the first time that I've ever done anything like this. And it really, really means so much to me that so many of you have been purchasing it and reading it and like writing to me and we've been having conversations. Really, I really, really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't purchased it or want more info, you can go to jessicaharlow.com slash book and it's all there. For everyone else, here is the very first chapter of Rewrite Your Life. You don't become what you want, you become what you believe. Oprah Winfrey. We are all storytellers. You are always telling a story, whether out loud or inside your mind. The story you are telling has power. Over what? Oh, just you and everything you experience. How can you tell if your story is serving you or not? The answers are right in front of you. Look at your life and how you feel about it. Do you wake up every morning excited for another day filled with purpose, 
or do you wake up automatically thinking of all the things that are missing or not going right? Do you feel in control or completely powerless? And to put it super simply, do you feel the way you want to feel at least most of the time, or do you not? If you are moderately to strongly dissatisfied with any area of your life, chances are the stories that you are telling are not serving you. What's your story and what does it say about you? Is your story empowering you to push forward and take action? Or is it reminding you of why you should stay still, stuck, and perhaps even give up? Is your story a romantic comedy, a thrilling adventure, a coming-of-age tale, a melancholic drama? Is it a story of inspiration and perseverance? Or is it a story of a character that crumbles in the face of adversity and always feels lost and helpless? What is the purpose of the story you are telling? How is it serving you? Are you using it as an example of why it's important to never give up or why you can never seem to get what you want? Is your story full of reasons why you are at an advantage or a string of excuses for why you can't have better? You are your story. What role are you playing? Are you the hero of your story? Are you the lead character? Do you feel like you are even the writer of your own story? Do you feel like you have a say in what happens next or do you often feel out of control and powerless? Do things always work out for you or do you just keep feeling like you can't catch a break? Do you feel like you are getting what you want with ease or like you somehow always come up short no matter how hard you try? Do you find yourself playing the role of a victim or a victor? If you place blame and come up with excuses for why your life is or isn't the way you want it to be, you are playing the role of a victim. If you play a role for long enough, you become the role. But you don't have to play that role or any role forever. No one and nothing outside of you has the power to dictate what role you play in your own life. When you refuse to accept that you are the one that has the power to choose who you are and the role that you play in your life, you will continue to cast yourself as the victim. Most of us go through life without even realizing that we are victimizing ourselves. We focus so much on how we are justified in feeling like we were shortchanged, taken advantage of, unlucky, not born into the right family, not this or that enough, not knowing better, it wasn't our fault, etc. This is not to say that we aren't correct, but what good is it after a point to be correct? There are so many better things one could be in life than correct, such as happy, successful, resilient, victorious, at peace, confident, and the list goes on. Focusing on how correct we are about how not getting what we wanted wasn't our faults takes us from being victims of circumstance to being victims indefinitely and adopting victimhood as an identity. If your story sucks, it's not your fault. The vast majority of us weren't taught any better. Not all of us were equipped with the mental and emotional skills to flip the script, spin straw into gold, and create a captivating plot twist when things went awry in our lives, let alone why even having those skills would be useful in the first place. In many ways, we were trained to be victims. Most people get together to talk about their problems and rehash everything that they don't like about their lives up to this point. Most people are sharing their problems with others in hopes of having their victimhood and correctness of identifying as a victim of something or someone outside of themselves validated. Not to mention the media and businesses thrive off of people who identify as victims, whether consciously or unconsciously, and profit off of their feelings of powerlessness, incompleteness, and inadequacy. It isn't your fault that you think that there is something or someone outside of you pulling at the strings of your life as if you are merely a puppet in some asshole kid's toy chest. The vast majority of us weren't taught any better, and the people teaching us weren't taught any better either. For most of us, from as early on as we can remember, we were led to believe that our biography is our destiny. 
Maybe you were raised to believe that the life you were born into is just how it is and how it always will be for you unless some kind of miracle takes place. As I said before, we are always telling a story about ourselves, our lives, and everything we experience. We are not only the tellers of our story, but we are a part of the story. We play a role. We play the main character in our story. Well, except in the case where we play something or someone else as more powerful, more important, or better than us. More on that later. The longer we keep telling the disempowering stories, the longer we keep them alive and remain stuck in the role that we've been playing. How does this happen? It's estimated that the human mind thinks an average of 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts per day. Further studies estimate that 95% of these thoughts are repetitive and remain the same for long periods of time. Think months, years, even decades. The more you repeat something, the more likely it is to become a habit. If you are used to a certain way of thinking and feeling, you have become the kind of person who habitually thinks and feels in that way. If you continue to think and feel in that way, you will remain that person who thinks and feels in that way. The way that you think and the way that you feel are connected, and the more time you spend in a certain routine of thinking and feeling, the quicker it becomes a belief and a part of who you are. If you've read The Secret or are somewhat familiar with the Law of Attraction, you may have a general understanding of the idea that thoughts contain energy and can have a profound influence over not just what you experience in your life, but also how you experience your life. However, what The Secret and similar books fail to mention is that you don't always get from the universe or whatever you want to call it, what you want, but you always get what is in line with who you are and what you believe is possible for you. Your mind is always thinking and these thoughts are telling a story. Eventually, if you think a thought and enough emotion is attached to it, especially if the emotion attached is trauma, it is highly likely to become impressed upon your subconscious mind. When a thought is impressed upon your subconscious mind, it becomes a belief and a part of your identity. What's more is your subconscious mind will never make you a liar. I repeat, your subconscious mind will never make you a liar. Your mind, especially your subconscious mind, is so fucking powerful. If you can convince your subconscious mind that you have or are something, it will have to manifest in your life and become a part of your experience. Why? As I said, your subconscious mind can never allow you to become a liar. Your subconscious mind is said to be 30,000 times more powerful than your conscious mind. This is why people have a difficult time actually creating lasting changes in their lives. Your conscious mind can only do so much compared to your subconscious. In many ways, your subconscious mind is running the show. The story that is and feels the most real to you is the one that is alive in your subconscious mind. Whether consciously or unconsciously, your story is always playing in your mind, like music if it's positive and supportive, or a cacophony if it's negative and limiting. Whether you are telling your story out loud or not, there are parts of it that we all keep private. There are dark parts in all of us that we hardly even want to admit exist to ourselves. But just like sweeping dirt under a rug, just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. The dirt shows up as limiting beliefs, disempowering thoughts, reminders of why we can't be, do, or have what we want, why we aren't good enough, why things will never work out for us, why we aren't worthy, etc. Don't feel bad about feeling bad or in this case, thinking badly. We're all guilty of this. We all have negative thoughts, behaviors, tendencies, and limiting beliefs. No matter how happy, beautiful, sexy, smart, or successful anyone is, all humans have insecurities. But the difference between those who experience more peace and those who do not are the ones who have mastered the art of storytelling inside of themselves. 
They are the ones who, no matter what horrors or misfortunes have taken place in their lives, they didn't allow those experiences to alter their vision and belief of what was possible for them in the near future and beyond. In many cases, these individuals got really good at turning those negative experiences into fuel and strength. Often we've been telling ourselves and others the same old story for years and maybe even as far back as we can remember. Most people keep singing that same old victim song, repeating the same sad, hopeless, and helpless story to anyone within earshot, and they often remain in the same spot singing that same old sad song until the end. This doesn't need to be you. Starting immediately or as soon as you choose to, you can turn a new leaf and start learning how to rewrite your life so that you can experience what it feels like to have more clarity, peace of mind, confidence, empowerment, happiness, and whatever else you want. It is my intention that this becomes a practical guide in helping you realize the power of your mind and how tweaking and expanding your vision of what is possible for you can expand your life. The most inspiring individuals didn't become who they became by shrinking themselves down, by dimming their light, or by making themselves less than. They didn't let their supposed limits limit them. And yet, somehow, so many of us go through life as if shrinking ourselves, dimming our light, and holding back is going to make our lives better and us happier. It is not an accident that you don't know how to rewrite your own story or even know that it is possible to do so. To do so requires independent thought and self-reliance, which is the antithesis of what society thrives on, the constant quest for something or someone outside of yourself to provide you with the answers and solutions. The truth is the answers you seek are already within you. I am not positioning myself as some kind of a messiah or a prophet. I am not at all done becoming and growing and improving. I learn new things almost every single day. I'm still doing the work and will always be doing the work of dismantling the victim mentality because I have experienced the benefits of it firsthand. I went from being someone who cried myself to sleep almost every single night for years to feeling like a completely different and happy human being almost overnight. Every single area of my life improved quickly and dramatically. But I didn't get better because my life got better. My life got better when I got better. I'm not saying everything is perfect and that there isn't room for improvement. There likely will always be something. That's just part of being a human. But self-help is about learning how to help yourself, which is necessary even when you are getting outside assistance. It's just like when you're sick and you go to a doctor. The doctor will give you instructions, the medication to take, what to do, what not to do. The doctor isn't who makes you better. It is you making you better by following the instructions. The doctor is just helping you help yourself. The same goes for this book and any book you might pick up in the future. The information and suggestions are just words on a page unless you put them into practice. It cannot help you unless you are also willing to help yourself. It all starts and ends with you. If there is one thing I'm hoping you get from this book and putting these simple techniques to work, it's that you realize and reclaim your power. For most of us, taking total responsibility over ourselves and our lives can seem like a burden. However, when you put it into practice, you will find it to be quite liberating. When you take responsibility, you free yourself of having to wait for a miracle and instead become the miracle. When you take responsibility for what happens in your life and who you become from this point forward, you take back your power. And once you taste power, you can never go back. So that's the very first chapter of the book. I hope you liked it. If you want to read the rest, simply go to jessicaharlow.com slash book and there will be a link in the show notes for you. As soon as you check out and complete your order, an email will be sent directly to your inbox and you can download it onto your phone, your tablet, computer, and 
whatever you like to read on and start reading right away. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.